Hello, and welcome to the NECA Safety Roundup podcast series. In today's challenging world of safety in the electrical, utility, and construction industries, we hope that our information and the conversations we have will help you to provide safety leadership within your organization. We will discuss the many issues involving safety and offer some guidance and solutions to the many challenges that we face. Hello, and welcome to today's edition of the NECA Safety Roundup with Mike Starner, the Executive Director of Outside Line Safety, and myself, Wes Wheeler, the Executive Director of Safety with NECA. Today, we've got a special guest, a keynote speaker at the recent NECA Safety Professionals Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and a, a well-known you know, human performance expert. So David McPeak, uh, again, welcome for being here with us today. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. And you know, your, your, your inspiration as far as the keynote speech that you gave at NECA Safety Professionals Conference, it really reached a lot of people. And I just want to say thank you for participating. Thank you for the opportunity. And what's interesting is, you know, David has done so much good work out in the industry, right? Not just with NECA contractors, but just the electrical contract, uh, contracting industry and utility industry in general uh, to help us prepare with, you know, some of these more advanced concepts of safety management. You know, getting away from rule-based and getting into, you know, risk-based conversations and, and the new performance aspect. But, he, but I think you translated in a way that's, you know, relatable, right, to the field to say, okay, this makes sense to me. And your presentation, though, the art of safety, Man, it really drilled down deep, David. Can you talk a little bit about you know, those concepts? Absolutely. It's You said it, the, the rule-based part of it, and I'm really encouraged that we've gotten away from focusing so much on rules and compliance and focusing more on hazards and risk. And that's one of the, the foundational principles of everything we try to do is to help people understand safety works when you focus on identifying risk and hazards and protecting yourself from rather than forcing people to follow rules. And I'm really encouraged the way most organizations and leaders have started to understand human performance and leadership in a deeper way and, and really focus on encouraging people to want to be safe rather than forcing compliance. Well, you know, David, you mentioned uh, just a second ago about risk assessments, you know, and I think that's really a focus that we try and encourage each of the workers in the field, whether it's on the inside electrical construction or the outside utility industry, we need that worker to take the time and perform that risk assessment. I know they need to know the steps on how to perform the risk assessment and doing it properly. But I think that, you know, when we think about individuals, we all do risk assessments ourselves every day internally and without even thinking about it because our actions are a result of that. Yeah. You know, and, and trying to encourage the people to say, hey, you know, we need you to follow these steps and, and make sure that it's done safely. And if you need additional assistance, you need additional PPE, you need a, you know, if you can document that and tell us what we need to do, we can help you work safe. Absolutely, and, and people don't think about this. When you're identifying hazards and you're thinking about risk, a step we miss, and it has to be the first step, is people as hazards through our perception and behavior because we all have individual risk tolerances for tasks depending on a whole lot of factors. And if, if you're not aware of your risk tolerance for a task, it's impossible for you to accurately assess the risk and the hazard. And therefore, you can't protect yourself from something you don't think exists. Yeah. And so that's really important is that, both as an individual and as a team, is to really think about where is my head, where is my focus, where is mine based on past experience and a whole lot of other things. My risk tolerance for this task. And that's been one of the big paradigm shifts, right? So now we're looking at human behaviors and, and what 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 uh, you know affects uh, from an individual's 
uh, mind, you know, the state of their mind that particular day, you know, what's going on, you know, how did you prepare, prepare that person for work? How do you gauge that employee to make sure they're gonna, you're setting them up for success? Understanding that there's inherent weaknesses with how human beings can operate and that you know, system failures are, are gonna uh, uh, pop up. And what are you doing to essentially turn your, your worker into a real-time risk manager? Right, so so they have the tool. It's almost like uh, you know, give a man a fish or a teach a man a fish thing, right? So it's you, you get folks prepared so that they can manage risk, which is pretty universal, right? So it doesn't matter if you've had training on this, or it doesn't necessarily matter if, if you know it's your specialty or not. But if you can identify high risk uh, situations, you're, you're gonna you know it's gonna be in your own interest to protect yourself, right? So it's really about engaging with that employee, getting into their head, and making sure they you know internalize this issue. Absolutely. Well said. And I'm, I'm really glad going a little deeper into that. You know, I, I think we've made people feel more comfortable. My wife is a mental health therapist and I watched her at a presentation one time and, and really think about this. So, you know, she asked a question, how many people in the room have ever been sick, been to the doctor? How many people have ever broken a bone, been to the doctor? You know, unanimously, everybody raises their hand. How many people have a mental health problem? And not only did nobody raise their hand, it's, yeah, right. and, and no hands go. So it's, those are things that impact, you know, all the way up to your mood, your stress level, things like that that are going on, emotional things, whatever. That impacts how you're gonna work and how you're gonna identify hazards. And we're not there for sure, but, but I'm glad we're starting to get there and acknowledge the fact that it's, that's a big part of the way I present human performance is to say, we're leading and working as people, we're not robots. And historically, I think leaders and safety programs have had to turn, have tried to turn people into robots. And they're not, they have feelings, they have emotions. They, when you tell them to do something, they make judgments about it. They don't just follow your instructions blindly. And so that in a nutshell is the way I kind of define human performance is really incorporating that human factor into our leadership and our decision-making as we work. Well, you know, let, let me ask you one question. When we're talking about human performance, and you know the way people are trained, the way people have come to expect, you know, indicators. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use the example of, you know, the the crossing light at the intersection, where so often people look at the light, and if it says red, I'm gonna stop. If it says green, or if it says white, it's time for me to walk. You know, and when we grew up, and I'm not trying to say how old I am, but I'm trying to say that you know we were taught to look both ways. But then over time, this concept of, of you know following the signals and following this and depending on this information, that you know we've we've transitioned so people from a human performance standpoint are expecting these things to work, and we've got to remind them that we have to go a step further. We have to prepare. Don't take into account just because the light says it's white, white is all right to go ahead and cross the street. I still want to be able to look both ways and, and, and you know make sure that that's ingrained in what they're going to do as far as safety. That's such a good example. And it, it goes back to compliance. That's always, we've, historically we've made that the goal and it really should be just the starting point. Yeah. Because you're right, it's compliant. If I'm at an intersection and it turns red, I can go through the intersection. That's compliant. The problem with that is we're making assumptions. And this is an issue that's going to get worse. It's bad now and it's gonna get worse. We've gotten so good at safety, we don't think we need it anymore. The, I give somebody 100% fall protection. I don't have to worry about falling. I give somebody cut resistant gloves. I don't have to worry about getting cut. And safety programs, honestly, have gotten really good and people feel protected. 
the more protected they feel, the less they need they feel they need to protect themselves. And I think that's a fantastic example. And, and always remember this, never assume someone else is going to do the right thing and protect you. Yeah. Whether that someone else is yeah. your company, whether that someone else is the other driver, just cause your light turns red doesn't mean somebody's not gonna be texting, driving, whatever it may be and go through that intersection. Exactly. And that is such an important lesson that I, I think we've kind of gotten away from teaching people is you have to protect yourself. All those other things are good. All the safety programs, the leadership, the protective equipment we have, and it's gonna get better. And that's why I say, I think this issue will get worse, but never forget the need, fundamental work methods and things you can do to protect yourself and not just rely or assume that other people or other things will do that for you. Yeah, I think you, uh, you wrote an article one time, talk, uh, I don't know if it was titled My Arm or The Arm. It was basically, you know, sort of around that concept where, you know, is, is it my responsibility? Is it somebody else's responsibility? It, at, at some point, who cares, right? It's, it, you want to protect yourself and make it your responsibility, right? Make it a personal mission of your own to make sure that you're, you know, you're assessing your situation, that you're, you're prepared for work, and that you're protecting yourself regardless of, you know, should, should my, should, should, you know, should the employer give me this? Should, should, you know, should the customer be setting this up? Should, you know, who's supposed to provide this or that? And that's not to say that the employee has a responsibility to do that all for themselves, but it, it means that the employee needs to ask the right questions, right? And track that down and have that sort of discipline to say, look, I'm gonna stop until we kind of get this straight because at the end of the day, it's my arm. Right, that's, the, the, I don't remember the title of it either, but the, purpose, the, the thought process behind that article was exactly what we were just saying with Wes. My light turns red or green. I go through the intersection. Somebody runs their red light, T-bones me. And I like to make it bad when we're talking about it. So just say, you know, they're speeding 20 miles an hour, an hour over the speed limit. They're drunk, they're on drugs, they're distracted in every way possible. Legally, compliantly from insurance, if they're doing all those things I just said, they may go to jail or whatever else. But at the end of the day, if you got hurt, you're the one that's hurt. And that impacts you and your family. So the gauge for that is, is A, B, C, D, E. Accuse, blame, complain, defend and deny, make excuses. If you're doing those things, you're not taking responsibility and being accountable for your own safety. And it's, it's your life, it's your well-being, it's your health. Uh, and like we already said, I mean, it's, you should, to a certain extent, hope and rely on other people to do the right things in your protective equipment and whatnot but never forget to take care of yourself. You can always, in that situation, right? You can blame the other person, their insurance company's gonna pay for your car and your medical bills and whatnot, but you're in the hospital. Yeah. And that's impacted you and your ability to provide for your family and depending on how bad the injury is, you know, it could be lifelong pain or life altering and it's something that you could have prevented. Definitely, you know, and David, I just wanna go ahead and say thank you on behalf of Nika and Nika Safety. And, and Mike and myself, you're taking the time to be here today and, and share some thoughts with us on the safety roundup. I mean, I, I encourage you, if you get a chance, you know, to connect with David McPeak on LinkedIn or any of the other social medias, if you get a chance to see him at one of the, the conferences, whether it's IP or a future Nikker event, you know, I've, I've got to tell you, you're really going to walk away uh, a changed person. And I really want to say again, thank you for all you've done with NECA. Um, and here, you know, at the NECA Safety Professionals Conference, when you spoke in Nashville, I mean, just, just think about the people that you impacted with that. And I really look forward to, you know, the next time that um, we get to have you at an event. So, you know, David, I just want to say thank you. We really appreciate your, your time and, and your expertise. And 
I appreciate your commitment to keeping people safe. Uh, absolutely, and thank you for having me, and thank you for everything, both of you, that Nika's doing. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Thank you. If, if folks that are listening want to learn more, I know you have several books that are out, right? Uh, can you talk a little bit about where they can find that information? It's uh, like everything. It's on Amazon, and it'll be there the next morning before 10 o'clock. So uh, <laughs> the, the, it's a series of books called The Hurdle, what, Frontline Leadership, The Hurdle, Frontline Incident Prevention, The Hurdle. That's the one that talks about the art of safety. Uh, so check those out. Very good. Well, thanks again. And folks, we'll talk to you next time on Nika's Safety Roundup.